financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out, higher than expected. Friends, this isn't going away. It can't. The U.S. is $34 trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text STRANGE to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text STRANGE to 989898 now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, part one of a two-part series on targeted individuals, victims of remote electronic torture and organized stalking. The organized stalking is a technologically advanced intelligence network where someone like myself who believes that and has evidence of it, as I showed in my first book, that they have been shipped, that would give the perpetrators, the criminals, the ability to track, monitor, surveillance, view, harass, torture me remotely from great distances. If you enjoy Conspiracy Unlimited, why not become a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member? For just $1.99 per month, you'll gain access to two bonus, exclusive commercial-free episodes per month, plus access to my back catalog of episodes. To subscribe, just go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Gain Access to Premium Episodes. Again, Go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Get Access to Premium Episodes or click on the link in the episode notes. Conspiracy Unlimited Plus for less than $2 per month. Why not sign up today? Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. This episode is sponsored by Magic Spoon. 
healthy cereal that's too good to be true. Welcome to your Monday, and uh, we have a special report on targeted individuals. Targeted individuals, if you don't know, if you haven't heard, I believe that they are victimized by constant organized gang stalking, remote electronic harassment, sometimes called psychotronic torture, using uh, microwave weapons, directed energy weapons, so-called non-lethal weapons that inflict physical pain, psychological pain, sleep disruption, social isolation. And if you listen to this program regularly, you know I receive dozens of emails and letters every month from people who believe they are being targeted. And they come to me looking for help, hoping to make this torture stop. And unfortunately, I can't make it stop. I can only help spread the word through programs like this, raise awareness. Who is responsible for this cruelty? We're not sure. Why are certain people targeted and not others? Again, not sure. Are these targeted individuals guinea pigs, perhaps, in some horrible population control experiment? We'll discuss. Our panel tonight, John Rappaport of NoMoreFakeNews.com and noted expert in the field of electronic harassment, Dr. John Hall. They're standing by. A noted victim of psychotronic torture, Michael Fitzhugh Bell, the author of Invisible Crime, uh, joins us in this hour as well. All right, to the panel. Uh, John Rappaport has worked as a freelance investigative reporter for over 30 years. He's written articles on politics, health, media, culture, and art for LA Weekly, Spin Magazine, Stern, Village Voice, Nexus, CBS Health Watch, and other newspapers and magazines in the U.S. and Europe. He is the founder and director of NoMoreFakeNews.com. John Rappaport, welcome, sir. Good to be here, Richard. Also joining us, Dr. John Hall is a physician who considers writing his second profession. He's a medical doctor in San Antonio, Texas, and the author of Guinea Pigs, Technologies of Control, about CIA mind control experiments on non-consensual subjects. And uh, his first book, it was A New Breed Satellite Terrorism. Dr. Hall, welcome to you. Hey, Richard. How are you today? Terrific. Thank you. Thank you both. John, let me start with you, because John Rappaport, that is. I've got two Johns here tonight. I'm not sure if this is a subject you've discussed in the media uh, before. I know recently you wrote, on, uh, wrote about psychiatry and the CIA and mind control. Uh, but let me get your impressions. Do you believe that what thousands upon thousands of alleged victims of psychotronic torture are saying is true? Could this really be happening? Yes, it could be happening. Uh, like you, I've had people contact me by email and uh, tell me their stories. Uh, of course, I have no way to verify each individual story, but, you know, from the huge numbers of people that are reporting this, I would certainly say that some of these stories are true. However, as you uh, mentioned uh, I've been researching the effect of chemical targeting, let's put it that way, in terms of the medical system, the psychiatric system, MKUltra, uh, which never really ended a CIA mind control experiment. And in that recent article that you uh, indicated, what I found was a 1955 CIA document that was uncovered in 1970s uh, Senate investigations of the CIA that indicated the types of drugs that the CIA was looking to develop 
And among them, for example, they were talking about the need to find drugs that would make people dependent on other people or would prevent people from being able to work because they're, they would be debilitated. And presumably this would be both physically and mentally. And so I traced the drugs that the CIA was looking for way back in 1955 to the effects of modern psychiatric drugs which fulfill those objectives of the CIA. But in addition to that, uh, we have the issue, for example, of targeting as medical kidnap. And if you want to read about that, there is a site called medicalkidnap.com. Kids taken by the Child Protective Services ripped out of their homes, in many cases for no good reason at all, put into foster homes and then drugged to the gills with psychotropic psychiatric drugs. We have young kids being screened in school at younger and younger ages by counselors, psychologists, and eventually psychiatrists who diagnose them without parental knowledge in some cases or certainly without informed consent and put on toxic and uh, damaging psychiatric drugs. John, do you think then it's possible that psychotronic torture and the use of non-lethal weaponry, directed energy or microwave weapons could be an extension of something like MKUltra? Yes, I mean that's, w that's where that uh, would fit into the picture. Because, look, the, the original MKUltra program involved chemicals, LSD, but a host of other drugs that were being used on uh, sometimes volunteers, but in many times people who didn't even volunteer, didn't even know they were being drugged, to research the effects of these drugs on people. And that was back in the 1950s. Right, so who knows? So it stands to reason that with increasing use of other technologies, you would be now moving into kind of electronic uh, measures that you're talking about. Dr. John Hall, um, how many cases have you handled since you got involved in this field? How, and, and how do you determine whether an alleged victim is credible? Well, probably since writing my first book, I've probably actually personally communicated with, I mean, probably three to 5,000 people I would estimate by now. I mean, to give you an idea of how pervasive this has gotten, I probably get 10 to 15 phone calls at my office answering service daily that's mainly from targeted individuals or people inquiring about my writing. Um, as a matter of fact, it's gotten to a point where there's more people calling after hours globally to my medical office um, than a lot of times actual people calling for medical treatment. So it's gotten very pervasive. Uh, it is a global problem. And like I said, probably three to 5,000 that I've communicated with directly and many more than that that I've either had family members call or, or other people inquiring as to what their family member is going through. And how do you – this is, must be a difficult task, and that is separating the credible cases from the non-credible because, let's face it, they all sound incredible. Well, it, it's getting better. I mean, they're, I mean, the, what they were complaining about 10 years ago, 
um, when you know a lot of the people started coming out of the woodwork, or it was actually before that. But over the last decade, there's been more and more people willing to come forward. And it did seem incredible to just about anyone that would listen to the stories then. Since we've had some of the leakers come out and, you know, even some of these people that would just complain about their emails being hacked and the NSA watching them and things like that. Well, you know, when Snowden released, you know, his documents, then it came to light pretty solidly with an admission from the NSA that, yes, indeed, you know, we can scan your calls, your text, and your emails. Now, the I think the question that you're really getting to is credibility as far as mental stability. You know, how can you tell if someone is mentally ill or if they're being a target? And sometimes that's difficult because this technology was designed specifically to mimic delusional disorder or paranoid schizophrenia. So, and, and as I had one psychiatrist friend of mine explain it to me, the way they diagnose that essentially, there's no test for crazy. So the way they diagnose that is, do your complaints seem plausible? So and as I had one psychiatrist explain it to me, if if he had a former CIA agent come in complaining of having his phones hacked and being followed, then that would be believable and more plausible than a housewife coming in and making that complaint. But the interesting thing with most of the victims that I've dealt with they can pinpoint the time that they notice people stalking them or the time they <clears throat> felt they were being attacked by directed energy weapons or, you know, hearing voices or whatever the, the case may be, usually to a specific point. And most of the time, the victims were, you know, highly functioning, holding a job, credible individuals prior. And especially for the diagnosis of schizophrenia, typically those people are diagnosed at an early age. Right. That, that's not something that happens to you at age 40. This my limited experience, obviously not as extensive as as yours, is the same. That uh, the people that I have been approached, um, that have approached me, uh, seem very uh, rational and level-headed. Uh, they're not speaking in what sometimes is referred to as a word salad. They're focused. They're cogent. And ultimately, very believable. John Rappaport, no more fake news, and Dr. John Hall stays with us. He, the author of Guinea Pigs, Technologies of Control, will continue with our special on targeted individuals and psychotronic torture. Stay with us. Hi there. I want to tell you about a podcast I know you're going to love. It's called The Dead Files from Travel Channel. On The Dead Files, Amy Allen and Steve DeShavi investigate the paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the United States. Amy and Steve come from totally different perspectives when they investigate. Amy's a medium. She sees and speaks to dead people and uses this skill to find out why someone might be haunting a place. Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history of the haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different, real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. 
There are so many crazy stories on the dead files. And what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love tales of the paranormal. But if you want more, listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. The highly anticipated second season of the hit podcast Proof is finally here. Proof is an investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here. Proof made headlines for its first season in 2022 after proving the innocence of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend Brian Bowling when they were just 17 years old. 25 years later, on December 8, 2022, both men were finally freed based on evidence unearthed by Proof. In the second season of Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, this time traveling the streets of Manteca, California, to uncover who really murdered 18-year-old Rene Ramos. On June the 5th, 2000, Ramos's body was found buried under a pile of debris inside the shell of a new Home Depot building. Despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, tips that were ignored until now, Renee's boyfriend, 18-year-old skateboarder Jake Silva, and Ty Lopez, the 33-year-old uncle of one of Jake's close friends, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I remember getting dragged to the grocery store with my mom for the weekly shop. It was not my favorite thing to do, except for the trip down the cereal aisle. Remember? Rows and rows of sugary treats with empty calories, disguised as a breakfast food. I can't eat that stuff anymore. But a lot of so-called adult breakfast cereals, well, yes, they're full of fiber and nutrition, but, well, let's face it, they taste like something you'd feed to the winner of the Kentucky Derby. Enter Magic Spoon. The breakfast cereal that reimagines the same sweet deliciousness of your favorite childhood cereal, but with premium ingredients. Check this out. Magic Spoon contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. That's only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Order the Magic Spoon Variety Pack, which includes four fantastic flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosty, and peanut butter. I like to take the variety pack and mix cocoa with peanut butter. It tastes exactly like a peanut butter cup. Magic Spoon tastes like those sweet and delicious breakfast cereals of your childhood, but it's packed with nutrition for the adult in you. Go to magicspoon.com conspiracy to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code conspiracy at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com conspiracy and use that code conspiracy to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again. I know what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Welcome back to our special on psychotronic torture, targeted individuals, organized stalking, electronic harassment. It's all a part of this horrible and cruel 
experiment, perhaps. John Rappaport is the uh, director, founder of NoMoreFakeNews.com. John, how can people order your uh, CD-ROM series, The Matrix Revealed, Exit from the Matrix, and Power Outside the Matrix? Well, they just go to my website, NoMoreFakeNews.com. They can read about the contents of these uh, collections and also, of course, read my free articles and sign up for the email list. I do articles from time to time on the whole issue of mind control, which is very wide-ranging and includes information mind control, which, of course, people are immersed in every day. So that's basically how they can find me. All right. Uh, Dr. John Hall, how can people order your books, Guinea Pigs, Technologies of Control, and A New Breed, Satellite Terrorism? Uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, just about any bookstore. Uh, either has it or can order it uh, if they're staying in stock. That Especially guinea pigs, I know they've had a hard time keeping it in stock. Uh, unless you're ordering on a government computer, yet neither can be ordered there. So, All right. Uh, John Rappaport, this is a difficult uh, subject to broach uh, in the media because of, of public incredulity. Uh, people simply don't believe this is happening. What would you say to people listening right now who think these alleged victims are just paranoid or mentally ill? Well, you know, you can have that opinion if you want to. But as we started at the top to talk about, when there are thousands and thousands of people who have these stories and there are common denominators, then you have to start taking it very seriously, which the media, by the way, does not. And the media, major media, has the resources to actually track some of this down if they wanted to. For example, if any of us, the three of us, had at our resource and disposal all of what the New York Times has, we could take two or three cases that are the most credible, and we could track this whole situation with these people, with their permission, of course. In other words, you stay with them, you interview them, you you work with them, you see when these moments occur and what is happening electronically. You have equipment, you have measuring devices, you have whatever it takes to look into this and see. You know, uh, p- part of the reason that this uh, becomes questionable and people say, well, I don't believe any of this and so forth is because if you if you really wanted to track this down and verify it empirically, that's going to take time, and that's going to take resources and funding to do this. And so far, I know of no funding on this problem. Uh, Dr. Hall, give us a, a laundry list of some of the technologies that are out there, the non-lethal weapons being used to uh, inflict this physical and physical and, and psychological torture. Well, in addition to, as uh, Mr. Rappaport spoke of, I mean, drugging certainly is how a lot of this started. And as he said, as technology advanced, so did uh, experimentation. And he's right, MKUltra never ended. Only the release of Freedom of Information did on it. And so much money was spent on mind control, and so much of it looked like it was functioning, that a lot of it started with microchipping. Um, Delgado did most of those experiments, and even before he died in the 80s, actually uh, said that uh, microchipping was passe, that all the research he'd done 
did on that could now be done as in a, using his term with broadcasting, meaning that it could be the brain could be manipulated remotely with various frequencies. And as you saw with uh, Michael Persinger, who's up in your neck of the woods, did a lot of the microwave research and ELF research for the Navy, and actually came out and said that he could control every mind on the planet using extremely fl- low frequency waves, which is a lot of what we're seeing is millimeter wave, extremely low frequency waves, scalar waves, um, acoustic devices uh, like the LRAD, which actually has been used on populations now at some of the G20 summits. And I think um, Los Angeles actually has an LRAD now that they will use on groups of people, which is, for those who don't know, a long-range acoustic device um, that actually is either sound to the point where you have to get out of the way of it or can actually be tuned to certain frequencies to stimulate the bowels. Uh, millimeter wave weapons, which burn the skin, but once they're turned off, leave no mark. Um, they're actually using that in one of the L.A. prisons now uh, from a joystick controller to attack prisoners. <clears throat> but mostly what we're seeing a lot from target individuals, that our biggest complaint uh, is remote neural monitoring, which is uh, a way to stimulate the brain to transmit a signal that the EEG can be or the brain waves can be decoded from, manipulated or heterodyned, and then sent back into the human brain for entrainment to initiate you know, anxiety, depression, anger, rage, uh, whatever emotion that uh, they need to facilitate. And the best way to think of that is there's a catalog of EEG waveforms that correspond to those states. And if you can get the person to entrain that waveform, then they'll display the emotional state you're wanting them to display. It's it's no mystery that Aaron Alexis, when he shot up the Navy Yard, sketched, this is my ELF weapon on the side of his shotgun. That was a vengeance shooting, not a, a crazy person you know, running amok with a gun. He had a clearance, and he knew that some of the research was being done at the Navy Yard. John Rappaport, why are some some people... Uh, do you suppose uh, being why are some people targeted and not others uh, if, if someone was a, a whistleblower it would stand to reason that maybe they would be targeted but often these are are just everyday normal hard-working people uh, with no contact with you know government departments or defense contractors or anything like that why are some people targeted and not others I think you've got to look at the whole thing well the term guinea pigs is quite real it's a test. It's an experiment. Let's try this. Let's see what happens if we do that. Uh, this is the kind of mindset that these experimenters sometimes have. It doesn't follow the pattern that you would ordinarily think it would. You would say, you know, okay, so we've isolated these 53 whistleblowers here, and we're now going to harass all of them. <clears throat> well, not necessarily, because the experiment could be formulated on many different ways. Let's just take somebody who's completely, uh, you know, living their own life that uh, doesn't even know about any of this and couldn't care less, and let's see what happens. Let's just, and then we'll have data to analyze. There's always that approach. Let's try this out. Then we can analyze the data. Then we can learn. Then we can do it again. Uh, So it doesn't necessarily follow the pattern that some people would imagine that it does. Uh, John Hall, uh, same question to you. Why are certain people targeted and not others? 
Well, I think a lot of it's random. Um, they do want to make sure that they have a random sample as far as the experimentation goes. Uh, I have spoken with quite a number of whistleblowers that have been targeted uh, from the National Geospatial Agency, CIA, NSA. Um, but you got to remember, too, and I'm sure Mr. Rappaport will agree, when you look back at the experimentation done from the early MKUltra studies, you know, you, you tend to pick or they tend to pick kind of common people from either, you know, just everyday life type people or they even will seek out people from kind of a lower level uh, in society, drug addicts. Um, you know, a lot of the experiments were done on mentally disabled kids at Willowbrook School, prisoners. Uh, one of the early, some of the earliest MK Ultra studies were done in the Utah prison. Uh, that's one of the first examples we had of several men that were locked away in solitary confinement and spoke of having electronic energy in the room on them so bad that they couldn't even get themselves off of their cots. One of them specifically said he was induced to hear voices, and, and I'm quoting him, that the voices were very clearly responding to his thoughts. So um, the government actually has been very wise at picking out people in society that really have no recourse uh, as far as fighting the government. So I, I think some of it, too, is they make sure to not pick people with any financial or political means uh, to actually get anything done about it. But a number of whistleblowers that worked for the government have actually come to me with these complaints. Now, that is the rarity, not the rule. Most of the people are just everyday folks, doctors, lawyers, housewives, um, you know, just people from normal walks of life. John Rappaport, is this then, a, if this is an experiment, is it a dress rehearsal? Uh, are we going to wake up one day and find that we're all being targeted in a similar fashion? Well, I don't know. That remains to be seen. But the state, the mindset of people who do these experiments is not necessarily, you know, what you would call rational. I mean, for them, it goes on and on forever. That's what they want to do. That's the, that's, you know, that's the life they choose to be that kind of experimenter. And they don't care. So, in general, of course, the idea is to control societies, control minds in many, many different ways to make people more compliant and obedient and easier to control. So that's always the overarching theme here. Dr. Hall, I guess same question to you. Is this a dress rehearsal? Are we all ultimately going to be victims of some type of psychotronic torture? I think probably that can be the only goal. If you control the entire population, you control elections, you control judicial hearings. I mean, you, you can control everything. And as, as a matter of fact, um, Vladimir Putin even said in an interview about three or four years ago now, public interview, when they asked him about psychotronic weaponry, um, that uh, he claimed that whatever country controlled the best psychotronic weapons would control the globe without bullets or missiles because you can control the decision-making. And I tell you, a really good book to read that, for those who haven't read it, is a book called Between Two Ages by Zbigniew Brzezinski. And this book was written well into the 60s and describes pretty much everything step-by-step step as what we've seen through the MKUltra experiments right into today's society as far as people being experimented on using electronic weapons, 
um, the whole nine yards. So, I mean, I think it was kind of in the government plan, uh, as he said all along from MK Ultra, which started in the 50s. Uh, John Rappaport, any idea how we, we push the needle in terms of raising awareness about this? Because we, we seem to run up against this wall uh, with the mainstream media. They, it's, it's like the third rail. They don't want to touch this. How do we get this message out there that this, this is going on uh, so that it's not just relegated to late-night programs like this one? Well, I think late-night programs like this are very important. I mean, we, you and I have talked about this before. I see the rise of independent media as being one of the central uh, good developments that are happening and have been happening for a long time. And the decline of major media in the sense that fewer and fewer people are believing what they see and hear and are going to other sources for their information. So to me, the seesaw has been tilting in this direction, and it takes many, many independent outlets to bring this kind of story to the forefront where it becomes known by untold millions of people. You just have to keep going in this direction and not rely on major media for any help whatsoever. Uh, Dr. Hall, you're on the front lines in this uh, this arena. Uh, are you seeing any change of attitude towards this subject on the on, on, on the part of either maybe your professional colleagues or uh, those in the media? Are you seeing any sort of sea change on how this is being treated? Yeah, it's, it's certainly gotten better over the last decade. Um, you know, a good quick story I can tell you is actually one of my attorneys, when my first book came out, A New Breed, which I believe was around 2005 or something like that. Actually, one of my attorneys said, oh, my God, I read your book. This is nuts. You know, have you decided what you're going to do after you lose your license for writing this book? And I said, you know what? The right path not always the easy path. And he said, yeah, I know, but there's no way this can be true. I know you believe it, but there's no way it can be true. Well, five years ago, this same attorney contacted me, and he said, remember that book you wrote? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, it's happening to me and my wife. Who do I need to write a letter to to get it to stop? And I said, man, I I wish it were that easy. You know, typical attorney, you know, well, I know that I can threaten somebody with a letter and it'll stop. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, that doesn't work (laughs) that way. But I have had probably more major media people actually contacting me as far as interviews. Now, some of them are are strictly doing it to do a hatchet job on the whole um, situation or on me personally, but some of them have actually done some pretty good stories, and um, there are several pe- people doing documentaries on this, including myself, actually doing a documentary on it. So there has been a little bit more uh, major media exposure. Well, that's good and news, certain, perhaps. I think the public seeing all these mass shooters complaining of mind control is getting it there, too. Dr. John Hall and uh, Dr. Dr. John Hall and John Rappaport. Thank you both so much. John Rappaport, nomorefakenews.com, and uh, Dr. Hall's book, Guinea Pigs, Technologies of Control, and A New Breed, Satellite Terrorism. Gentlemen, thank you again. Thank you, Richard. We are joined by a targeted individual now. Michael Fitzhugh Bell has been on the program several times, and in his book, The Invisible Crime, he tells a true story of an innocent man becoming the unwitting target of a secret criminal organization using high-tech weaponry microchip implants and mind control on its victims, leaving no evidence. His, um, the newest edition is The Invisible Crime Part 2, a targeted individual, synthetic telepathy, 
and Global Criminal Biomedical Human Experimentation. Michael, welcome back. to. The- How are you these days? Richard, it's nice to be back. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Uh, but uh, as someone who is targeted... Uh, and, um, you know, subjected to physical, psychological torture, social isolation. How, how are you managing these days? Well, I've developed um, techniques over the years in, in adapting and coping with this terrible situation that I'm presented with every day. People that aren't familiar with the crime don't understand that it's not like a typical crime that happens once or twice. It's a continuous, ongoing process. It's a, um, a relentless uh, experience that, that uh, never ends uh, once it starts. Um, so it's very difficult to, um, to learn how to cope with it. It's, uh, it's overwhelming. Um, the best you can do is learn how to survive uh, one day at a time, basically. Now, you are an executive chef in, in Hollywood. You also have worked as a, as a screenwriter. Are you able to function to the point where you can, you can hold a job and work steady? Uh, I could. Um, certainly with uh, being a chef, I, could, I, could, I have done that. Um, but as a writer, um, I don't have to go to a regular 9-to-5 job. That would definitely be more challenging uh, I could do it, uh, but then also you would also run the risk of the people that you work with are going to make life difficult for you uh, at, at your job. Um, and holding that job is certainly more challenging being a targeted individual than just a regular person who doesn't have this terrible situation to that faces them every single day. Earlier in the show, we talked with uh, Dr. John Hall and uh, Dr. and uh, John Rappaport from No More Fake News. Uh, we're, we're with us on the panel, and Dr. John Hall was uh, running down the list of some of the non-lethal weaponry and the technology that's available. So we've talked a lot about the technology. Talk to me a little bit about the organized stalking aspect. And you mentioned how it would be difficult for you to go into a work environment because there's maybe some individuals yeah. there that have been recruited basically to drive you up the wall. Talk to me about how organized stalking has played out in your life. The organized stalking is a technologically advanced intelligence network um, where, where basically someone like myself who believes that and has evidence, of it, as I showed in my first book, that they have been shipped, um, if that is true, which I believe it is true, um, that would give the perpetrators, the criminals, the ability to track, monitor, surveillance, view, harass, torture me, um, all from remotely, from great distances. And with the organized stalking, I'm at an extreme level of that particular part of the crime um, in terms of manpower being used on me when, whenever I leave my residence, whenever I travel in a car, wherever I go to any store. Um, it's particularly um, challenging when I travel uh, in airports on uh, this, this, criminal, this criminal syndicate, this global criminal syndicate, which uh, is certainly has their hand in this crime, has 
unlimited resources. And for someone like myself, when I travel, for instance, all of the seats around me on the airline will be purchased by members of the criminal cartel, um, which will, during the course of the flight, will interact with me and let me know that they're part of this crime. As well as when I get to my destination, the hotel, the, all, the, the entire floor of the, the hotel, the room that, I, that I'm taking at the hotel, the entire floor will be purchased by the criminal cartel uh, and have operatives, people, uh, in those rooms around me, above me and below me in the hotel. Um, that's how did, the excuse kind me, of Michael, how did organized the, stalking that I'm receiving. How, how are these people recruited? These are not necessarily government uh, people. These are perhaps just citizens. How are they recruited in this campaign to drive you crazy? What do they tell these people in order to get them on board? That's a great question, Richard. Um, from what I understand and from my research and the feedback that I get, people are being told specifically about me and about a lot of other target individuals that I'm aware of, they are being told a vicious lie, something like that the target individual is a pedophile. That's the first thing that they'll do, because that um, will garner instant hatred for the person. Uh, that's something that they can get people very quickly uh, to, 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 to get to hate the person. And then, of course, for some of the more elaborate things for, 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 for people that are following you in cars or placed in stores, maybe getting financial reward for it. Not much, um, certainly enough for them to keep coming back for more, but they're not getting rich doing it. But that's what that's that's that that's money is the motivator in, in that respect, uh, along with rumors and uh, uh, a, a terrible um, campaign against the person in terms of their um, their their just their overall um, how they're presented to people. Right. Uh, One of the things that targeted right? individuals um, often complain about is having. Uh, their property, um, uh, people breaking into their apartment or their house. That's and right. It, does that happen w to you a lot? Yes, yes. In fact, yes, it's a, that's a great question, Richard. Yes, the, the organized stalking, the unforced break-ins into my home, um, it, repeatedly I've had, to, um, I've had to create my own system to survive um, with um, thermal cameras um, throughout my house, um, digital audio recorders going all the time, multiple, I have a three, three recorders, three cameras, upstairs and downstairs. Um, Do you even bother reporting break-ins to the police yes. anymore? Do you even bother reporting these break-ins to the police at this point? Well, you can't. You can't, because once you do that, you're going to start a report on you. The, 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 the police that has to come out to your house They'll start a report. That's what the criminals want. They want you to contact the police to start getting uh, reports about you. And then after a while, if you make enough of these calls, it's going to discredit you, and they'll use that against you. You mentioned organized crime. I mean, is that who you believe is responsible, that these are 
these are organized criminals that have somehow they're in possession of this equipment and they're using it on you? Or do you, like Dr. John Hall and John Rappaport, believe it may be some rogue element within the intelligence complex? I believe it's, it's a collusion between the military black ops government portion of the United States government and other governments around the world and multinational corporations and the global criminal syndicate. So you have the technologies being created by these multinational corporations, these elaborate electronic weapon systems, and then you have the, um, the elements of uh, the criminal community uh, people that are being given uh, access, supposedly being given access to these um, to this technology. These are cla- this is a classified technology. These that that perhaps border other technologies, but for the most part, what's being used on targeted individuals is referred to as classified technologies. And yes, people um, and all walks of life will be um, part of this, part of the um, the perpetrator group. Um, and certainly um, the people in the community um, that have access to the target individual in terms of the, um, the weapons, the the devices that are being used on them, certainly they would have to be, they would have to be distributed from the top, from the, the creators, from the multinational corporations, um, right down to the people in your neighborhood that are using, they're supposedly using these devices on you. So, um, Michael, f- final question. Wait, I just have about fifteen seconds here. There are yes. people out there listening who, who are making up their own determination about this and saying, well, obviously Michael Fitzhugh Bell is, is uh, delusional or he's paranoid or he has some underlying mental illness. What would you say to those people who don't believe you? Well, that's what the, that's what the, the crime is very ingenious in terms of the way that it makes people that are victims of it look that way. So, yes, it's designed to make people look that way when, in fact, they aren't. All right, Michael, again, thank you so much uh, for coming on. And uh, the book is The Invisible Crime. It's part two. Where can people get a hold of that book? Yes, the books are available through my website, michaelfbell.com and invisiblecrime.com, and through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and fine bookstores everywhere. All right, Michael, thank you again for this. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a few moments to tell you a little bit about an upcoming episode. C60 Evo delivers the miracle molecule, ESS60. It's pure carbon 60. Why not love your body and share C60 Evo with those you love? ESS60 from C60 Evo is a mega antioxidant for increased strength, endurance, flexibility, and a deeper sleep. It's great for pets too. I take a tablespoon every day and so does the mighty Aphrodite. We're both sleeping better than we have in years. And during the day, we have such tremendous energy and vitality. We're both pain-free. In a landmark peer-reviewed animal study in Paris, France, rats fed 
said ESS60 lived twice their normal lifespan. Go to c60evo.com slash Richard hyphen or click on the C60Evo link in the episode notes. Use the code EVRS at checkout and save 10%. ESS60 from C60Evo. Order your miracle in a bottle today. Coming up next time, part two of my two-part series on targeted individuals. The latest breakthrough for the black ops is that they use bio-coded directed energy. And what they do is they go out to your garbage in front of your house, collect it surreptitiously, get your DNA. Once they have your DNA, they can use supercomputers and they can bio-code transmission signals, harassment signals, so that if they have your bio-code and they fired a weapon system against you, you and I can sit in the same location and you will get the effect and I won't because my DNA is different than yours. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs> <laughs>